You're listening to The Curator Podcast, Season 2, Episode 22. A brief chat with Jordan Pudnick from Newfound Glory. So, Jordan, it's a total pleasure to meet you, man. Yeah, nice to meet you. Uh, I feel like we've met before, though. We may have met before. Um, yeah. like, let's, I'll take you back to how I first, the first seen you guys in London on the Catalyst tour when you did that mad show when you supported yourselves. Oh, yeah. And my girlfriend at the time was a huge fan, so maybe I met you then. Maybe. But that was a long fucking time ago. Yeah, yeah it was. <laughs> so how you doing, man? How, how, how you feeling, yeah? I'm good, man. We're, we've just been cranking out this 20-year tour all year, you know, um, all over for the most part. Um, so I'm looking forward to a nice little break, but we, we do we finish this UK run and then we have to go straight into another US run till December. So so yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> it's a long, it's a lot, you know, but but then we'll, you know, have a nice long break and then come back again like I don't know when we're going to come back to UK, but we'll probably do another tour in the states like in the summer. Cool. I'm obviously like you said it's 20 years, man, like Yeah. Like, I just wonder, like, has it made you take stock of all the shit that you've done over the years as you've been playing these shows and playing these songs and all that? Um, it's definitely weird. I mean, uh, yeah, it's really weird. I don't know. Sometimes I just feel like we're still, like, a new band. Like, every every time a new record comes out or, you know, a new tour happens, like, I, I feel like there are new people at the shows and it just makes it feel like new all the time like I don't know how to explain how else to explain it it just I don't feel like the time has gone by so fast I feel and all of a sudden now we're here in 2017 almost at the end of 2017 and it's been 20 years it's really crazy do you ever um do you ever get the feeling like the imposter syndrome like you're still waiting for somebody to figure out that you're not (laughs) not 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 like as good as you think you are yeah yeah I'm still trying to figure out myself every day yeah, that's like that must be the thing, man. Like, if you're in a band, it's always a case of like trying to catch up with life. Yeah, you know, because you're away and kind of sequestered from everything, and it's like being frozen in time almost. Yeah, yeah, it's, to an extent, I think like it just depends on the type of person you are. Like, I feel like I don't have, uh, I don't really, um, the whole ego thing and the whole singer thing like is not me. I, I am just as happy taking a back seat and like playing bass, you know, um, but I have a good sort of, I'm able to turn it off when I'm home, you know, turn off band guy when I'm home and even on tour too. Like, I don't feel like I'm, I do the singer guy thing. That must be, that's really interesting because I think a lot of singers kind of feel as though they've got to take the whole weight of the band on their shoulders, but I've always seen Newfound Glories being like, these are like the four or five guys, and yeah. like, it's all of them as a unit, you know? Yeah, yeah. I certainly get that impression when I talk to you as well. It's like, yeah. you know, it's all for one, it's not like... Yeah, that's how we've always been, you know, ever since the beginning, so... So I'm wondering, with it, with it being the 20th anniversary, um, 
and also having a new album out at the same time. That must be yeah. that must be kind of weird. It's yeah. super. It's super weird because we haven't even toured off the new record yet. Yeah. And I think that the first tour for the new records is not going to be till probably June. Jesus. So May, June, something like that. And it, those songs, we're I mean, still, we're still figuring it out. I don't even, maybe it's maybe it's May, June. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, those songs you must have had those songs for a lot longer. Obviously, you have because you wrote them and then you recorded them and the album came out. So yeah. by the time you actually get to tour on it, it'll be like, well, not be a bit like, oh, can we not just write some new songs because yeah, we've, we've had these ones for a while. <laughs> yeah. I know, but it'll, it'll be it'll be fresh and exciting because we haven't been able to. I mean, we've only been doing like one or two on the new record, so it'll be cool to, you know, have all the artwork for the stage at like the new record and new merchandise and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's always fun. So, how do you keep the older songs fresh, given that you've been playing a lot of them for pretty much your whole adult life? Yeah, <laughs> um, I think what makes it what keeps it fresh is the people at the shows, like. Um, it just depends on the crowd. So if the crowd's like really into it, then it makes me like have like a really good time. But if the crowd's super boring and just stands there, then I'm like, God, man, why am I playing this song again? <laughs> um, have have like your inspirations for like what constitutes a new film Gloria record? Have they changed as time went on? Um, I think it's we've kind of had the same sort of mentality at going into recording records and writing. It's always been just writing what's what's real for us, um, writing about myself, or Chad writes something for himself, or he writes it for somebody else, or I write it for somebody else, or it could be, a, a song could be about Ian and like what he's going through, or or a song could be about Ian's mom, if that was the case, you know, and something was going on. Um, so it's always like real things that are going on in our lives, you know? But the mu musically, I guess, is, is it always coming, draw, you always kind of drawn from the same palette, or do you, can yeah. try and expand out a little bit? Yeah, sure. I mean, musically, it's always just... I feel that we try not to make the same record twice. Mm -hmm. We're always trying to keep it still Newfound Glory, but sort of push it a little more than the last record. Um, whether it's trying out new guitar sounds or, you know, whatever that would be. Um, and, yeah, we just kind of... We, we, we have our ear to the ground, and, we you know, we know what's going on with music, and yeah. we listen to a lot of bands, and... You know, we always try and like just be a little bit ahead of the, ahead of that. I mean, you guys have a huge influence on, on hundreds of bands. Yeah, like, it's cool. It's, it's cool. You play with you play with like probably all the bigger ones anyway. Yeah. Like all the bands that go fuck. You guys are the ones that made us start playing music, and I just I think about that and I think that's really awesome. And then I think it, but you like you guys aren't much older than me, and so no. like it's it's like I think it's like you well, feel this all you've been around for so long, but you're still so young. Yeah. You know? Well, we just we started when we were young. That's the that's the thing that confuses people I think people are like how are they how why are they and it's just because when I when we started the band I was like 16 I think Chad was 14 or 15 so that's weird that's weird to be starting a band at 15 years old and you still be here 20 years later as well like, yeah yeah fuck. that's awesome I mean I, you obviously didn't think that was going to be the case when you started you never yeah. you probably didn't think oh man yeah 20 years time we'll still be playing I never playing thought I never thought it would be be this this long you know I and hopefully it'll keep going and you know we'll keep doing it until people stop coming to see us play. Um, but if you ask Ian, our bass player, he, he wanted to be in a band since he was like 10 years old. So it's, you know, it's different for everybody. Do you still remember the time, or do you remember the moment when you kind of realized that like, this is actually what I'm gonna do in my life? Um, probably when I moved out of, the, out of my parents' house, because when we got signed to a major label, I was still living with my parents. Um, we recorded our self-titled record. It, it was on 
a major label and I was still living at home. And I think after I moved out of my parents' house and I moved to California, um, that was when it really like, holy shit, like I can be in a band and like buy a house. That's crazy. <laughs> That's awesome. So yeah. You think bands could do that now? Um, I think I think if they put work in, they can, definitely. Hard work is, like, I think, the key. I mean, a lot of bands just expect it to fall at their feet. Yeah. But bands like yourself are obviously. That's a it. that's the big problem in, in our in our in our scene. It's like there's a lot of these a lot of new bands that come out, and a lot of them are really good, um, and a lot of them are not so good. But but as long as like, and I'm not really. That's just I'm just one guy. You know, I don't I don't judge. But but like I think that if you put the hard work in. And it also has to do with right place, right time also. Like, I mean, when we first came out, you know, we put a lot of work in touring in a van and playing in front of nobody. And then the early 2000s hit and Blink-182 was like the biggest thing, you know, and Green Day also and all those bands, you know. And so that kind of like helped pave the way for us. Um, but nowadays it's like you can, you can be in a band and not be on a record label and still do really well, so. It just depends on how much work you put into it. I, I agree. I totally agree with that because I see lots of bands. Like obviously, I'm quite involved in the local scene here, and I see yeah. lots of bands that are like, "Yeah, we'll just we'll do all this stuff," but then and throw money at stuff, and you're kind of like, "Well, yeah, you can do that if you want, but there's still no substitute for just hitting the road and yeah. getting in front of people's faces." Yeah, you know? <laughs> that's that's what it's really comes down to is just like playing and playing and playing. I mean, and writing and having semi decent songs, you know. <laughs> I mean, even then, sometimes you can now do so much shit in the studio that it's like, yeah. even the song, you might not even have to play it live. Right. <laughs> <You know>? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, oh fuck, where was I? Yeah. What was it like to basically, what was it like to basically have grown up on the road together? Um, it's like growing up, it's like being constantly with your brother, like, like your little brother that you want to beat up on all the time and like argue about st petty stuff with. Like that's pretty much what it was like. <laughs> Um, you know, but we have a lot, we've had a lot of fun too, like, you know, a lot of movies, a lot of going, a lot of movie theaters, a lot of shopping malls, and a lot of, uh, shitty food. <laughs> I can't imagine the shape. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, now it's, it's different now. I mean, we all are, we all live in separate places and, you know, some of us have families and things like that. So when we, when we get back together, it's like, it's good to see each other, you know, and, and be together for a little bit and then we can kind of go our separate ways and I don't I don't feel um, upset when they don't text me when I'm home you know what I mean like when before when it, when it was like when we were younger and you know it was always like how come you didn't how come you didn't invite me to go with you or to to go eat or whatever it was like yeah so now it's 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 weird how people, yeah. how people grow up and, and they change in that way, despite the fact that in a, in a band you're, you're kind of crushed together quite a lot of the time. But and then when you stop playing for a bit, it just like life then happens. Yeah. And it's and then it, it makes you appreciate that bond even more. Totally, it definitely does. I mean, I think that the the great things in my personal life, I don't think I would have if the band wasn't a, th a thing. So. Yeah. So 20 years must must be taking stock of like all the good shit this band has not just provided for me career-wise, but also personally. Yeah. The, the, the ways that you've changed professionally, personally almost. Definitely. I mean, I, I think, um, you know, you make a lot of sacrifices also, you know, being on, on tour constantly and, you know, it's it's definitely not all like awesome all the time. So it's definitely shaped, it definitely shaped me as a, as, as a person 
um, you know, growing up on, on tour and growing up like, you know, I didn't go to college or anything like that, so, or university or whatever. So, yeah. But you, you definitely went to the punk rock university, man. You're still yeah, fucking here. Yeah, punk rock university. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's get a, a t-shirt made <laughs> um, let's talk a little bit about makes me sick because uh, I wasn't expecting it to sound the way it did even though it does sound the way I also expected does, yeah. that, does that make sense? yeah totally <laughs> that's, what we, that's what we do to people we like to mind fuck them <laughs> are, you, are you happy with the way the record turned out? yeah I'm, I'm definitely happy the way it turned out I, I'm glad that we still made it with like Newfound Glory like we try to do but we also you know kind of added a few more little little uh extra spice to it you know what would you say the extra spice was um i think the the songwriting in general the 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 sounds that we got on the record um adding a lot more keyboard parts which is fun um just taking stuff that influenced us and and sort of putting our own spin on it you know you've always had the keyboard parts man that's that's one of the things i really like that and the hardcore as well yeah yeah. two things i really fucking dig we're just confused (laughs) i don't know we just like we because we all we all love 80s pop and then we but we all love heavy heavy like records too heavy stuff also and that's just always how we've been and even like growing up and the when the band first started we would always tour with hardcore bands and you know stuff like that so i don't know we just we were just influenced by the world around us you know that's that's the easiest way to explain it I like, I like, that's one of the reasons that I was attracted to you when that whole, like, offspring, bring what plug went into a Green Day thing was happening, and then, and then I was starting to get into hardcore, like, Rise Against and stuff like that mm. at the time, and then I heard, that's when I first heard Catalyst, and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. That's almost a beat down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And a pop punk song, I'd never heard that before. Yeah. I mean, that, that must have felt quite organic when you're writing songs like that, though. Yeah, for sure. I mean, because we, we want, every record, we try to imagine what it's going to be like live, too, mm-hmm. you know? We never we never do things that on record that we can't do live, um, and so yeah, you know, listening to like a, a Snapcase record and it has this like heavy mosh part, you know, and we were just listening to a Snap Snapcase up in the dressing room, nostalgia, <laughs> um, and you know, having that and it's it, it's just influence, you know. Are you getting a lot of nostalgia on this tour when you're playing the songs and stuff? Um, yes and no. I mean. It just depends on the on the crowd. It depends on the night. Depends on the people that are there. There's some nights where it's like, it's the amount of younger kids that are there is crazy. That like there's people think that it's all like older people coming to the shows, which there are. They're in the back hanging out drinking beer, but they brought like their little sister, their kid sister to the show, and their kid sister is like in the front row singing "Hit or Miss" or "Failure's Not Flattering" or something. You know, it's it's cool because it reminds me of. You know, it brings me, it does bring me back to those times, you know, like we played, um, what was it called? The, uh, the Forum in London a couple of days ago, and we have another show there coming up. And that's where, we, that's where we filmed our, this disaster DVD when all the power went out and everything during Catalyst, when Catalyst was out. Um, so, you know, it reminds me of those times. It's cool. <laughs> That's, that's, that's definitely something that's quite unique to our generation, I think, as well. So we're now getting to the stage where we can actually bring our own kids and yeah. stuff to the shows, which my dad wouldn't, fucking have, wouldn't have done that when I was growing yeah. up, you know, and my dad was into the Beatles and stuff, and, you know, that they weren't around. But, I mean, it's so mind-blowing to think that you're seeing shit like that now, you know? Yeah. That must be really humbling to see fuck, two generations of that <laughs> family. <laughs> yeah, it is cool to see. 
and that and that that's what keeps us relevant. I think it's like the, you know, we could be that band that it's only like just the old fans like to go see them, but luck luckily, you know, we've been a band that people enjoy seeing, and like they passed it on to the younger, you know, younger people. Like I don't know, I don't want to say younger people because I'm young too, but you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you get any bands, you're going to pass on to your kids. What's that? You get any bands, you're going to pass on to your kids. Um, from your phone, Gloria, I don't know. I I think I'm just gonna like keep listening to stuff around the house and like you know I I have like a very very big vinyl collection, um, and it's in the living room. And my kids they're they're still like young. They're six and four, and my six year old's gonna be seven in a couple weeks. But but um, you know I'm always we're always listening to music in the house, and it's all different styles of music. So I don't want to push anything on them. Like I just want them to to explore it on their own. But because they've been hearing it from me, I think it'll help influence what they like, you know, yeah. without pushing anything. Because I have found out about punk rock and hardcore and all that stuff through just older friends that I had. Um, because around, my parents listened to music here and there, but it was always like, you know, what was on the radio. Mm -hmm. So I had to find it, figure it out for myself. Luckily, I like cool music I, I i think i like cool music and i but i also like old blues records and I, I like old country records and i like um pop stuff too so an electronic and whatever Aphex twin i love Aphex twin um so we'll see i'm not gonna push anything on them yeah you, you speak a little bit about that there I'm, I'm thinking about you know how older friends got you into hardcore and punk and all that when, what was the moment for you when you decided like shit this is like i need to make this music um, to, I need to make this music? Probably, um, I went CD shopping with my uncle. It was my birthday, and I was probably 14 years old. And I bought, he, he gave me a couple records. He made me buy a few records that he liked, so it was Blue Oyster Cult. And um, I think like a T-Rex record on CD. And I bought both those CDs. And then I was digging through... And I saw this, this record of this band called No Effects, and the record was White Trash, Two Heaps, and a Bean, and I thought that was really funny. So I, and, it, and, and I saw the picture of them on the back, you know, like, like looking all crazy, jumping and stuff, and I was like, wow, I've never seen anything like this before. And so I bought that and a face-to-face -face record. Face-to-face. Um, yeah, and I put those records on, and that was kind of it for me. Man, and I then I, my first punk rock show was a Green Day show. It was in a room like this size. And um, that that set it off for me. I was like, if this guy can do it, like I can do it too. It's so. just it's just three chords of the truth, man. That's what they say. Yeah, <laughs> five hundred cap room. It was insanity, just sweaty and all that stuff. So, and the, the if you look at the back of the Dookie record, I think it's the back where the Ernie doll is like mm -hmm. in the air. It's like a black and white photo or kind of messed up photo that was taken at that show. Holy shit! Yeah, you're actually part of Festery twice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I thought that was cool. Well, Jordan, it's been a total pleasure to talk to you. Thank you very much. Yeah. Is there anything else you want to add or anything you want to ask me before we finish? Um, I don't know. You have a real, I like your jacket. Thank you. And man. I like your... Uh, I it myself. What is that? That patch? That's Run the Jewels. Oh, Run the Jewels, yeah. yeah. Nice. Got to run the jewels, man. <laughs> yeah, you always got to run the jewels. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, man, just thank you for uh, making the time to talk and thanks to everybody here in Glasgow. <laughs> for always coming and seeing us play and buying our records. Thank you. I should say I really fucking like your Rick and Morty t-shirt as well. It's right, awesome. Thanks, man. <laughs> He's on a, it's Rick on a Morty board. <laughs> That's definitely Rick and Morty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jordan, thank you very much. Yeah, no worries.
I think many people of my age, which is to say people probably in their, you know, 20s and 30s, have a lot of good memories of Newfound Glory and the fact they still keep continuing to make music on a consistently good level, even after 20 years, I think is pretty remarkable. Jordan's a really nice guy, really down to earth, really humble. You do get a sense when you see Newfound Glory live, when you see any of the band interviewed, that they are very much a unit, that there is no one overriding personality when it comes to who speaks for the band or how the band operate. And I definitely got a sense of that when I spoke to Jordan. It was a pleasure to speak to him because his band are one of the most important pop-punk bands that have ever existed. There are so many bands out there now, the likes of, you know, Rome and Neck Deep and so many other bands of that ilk who are heavily influenced by Newfound Glory and the fact that they managed to merge hardcore and pop-punk in a kind of unique way has always been a really fascinating thing for me. So yeah, it was great to chat to him. Basically great to chat to someone who's a bit of a legend these days. So yeah, that was awesome. That's all for this episode. Thank you very much for listening. If you haven't done it already, I would really appreciate it if you could go on the Apple Podcast and give me a rating and review. That helps this podcast get more popularity and to, to be honest, I'd like more people to listen to it. Don't get me wrong, I'm happy with you guys. The fans that already have, the fans that already have out there, you guys are all awesome. You mean the world to me. But you want more people to listen, don't you? If you were doing this, wouldn't you? So that'd be awesome. Also, um, if you haven't subscribed, if this is the first time you listen to it, please take a second to subscribe to this podcast. You can do that by hitting the subscribe button in whatever podcasting app that you're currently using. Until next time, bye-bye.